Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tannen. What it do? All right. Okay. Before everyone starts freaking out, which I'm sure Elliot Shore Parks already has. Listen, it could have been worse. I okay? Parks. Uh, yeah, I know. Me too. But I'm sure he's already freaked out and probably blamed someone who had nothing to do with it. Because uh, that's just his MO. Same thing with Joe Jiglia. They're all terrible. But it, it, let's let's sit back for a second. I'm, I'm just going to stop the intro here, and I'm going to say, listen, don't freak out. All season long, I have been saying, all I want are close games. I don't expect anything from this team. What did we have, Chip? Yeah, man, we had a good one. It was a good one. It was close. And look, am I mad they lost because they could have had it? Yeah. But was it the offense's fault? No. Was it Jonathan Gannon's incapability to adjust? Absolutely. Was it Derek Barnett being a dingus? Chip, I think you can answer this one for me. What else is new? Good. And yeah, the, the defense really blew it. And we're going to talk about this in the podcast a lot because I want to get into Jonathan Gannon's scheme. And I know we elaborated on it before, but it's just the fact that Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie hire Nick Sirianni to bring in his guys, knowing that Jonathan Gannon has a prevent scheme in the back and that needs a strong linebacker core and then just not valuing the position. How's that working for us? Um, Justin Herbert had whatever he wanted. So Justin Herbert pretty much sat back there and was like, Ooh, here's five yards. Ooh, here's 10 yards. Mm. Ooh, here's five yards. And then the occasional, Ooh, here's 25 yards to Mike Williams. Right. And, uh, and then late in the game, the defense just wasn't able to, Stop the Chargers from getting well into field goal position. I, I don't know. Uh, I I mean, man, it was it was the Raiders and, and Cowboys game all over again, man. Defense just – it could not stop anything that the Chargers were doing. Um, I will say, for the most part, they stopped the run pretty well, except for the end there. Uh, but in terms of, you know, Justin Herbert in the pass game, uh, there was there was really nothing. Um, but you know, I'll say the offense played really, really well. They were moving up and down the field. Uh, just, you know, it just wasn't enough. The the chargers were getting every pass they wanted and the Eagles were getting every run they wanted, but isn't that what everyone expected anyway? Yeah. I mean, I, I think people were kind of skeptical, uh, if the Eagles would continue the run game, which they did, which is great. Uh, Jordan Howard had 17 touches for 71 yards and a tutty. Uh, Boston Scott had 10 runs for 40 yards. Uh, they even got Kenny Gainwell involved. He didn't do much uh, except for that one touchdown that he had. Um, Jalen Hurts ran it a few times. Uh, he had 62 yards rushing. But, um, I, you know, that's that was something that they need to continue to do, and they did. So. All right. I mean, let's break it down later. Let's get into the whole thing. Because this, this game was good. I, I enjoyed watching it. This is the first one in a while, well, other than the Lions one. But, I mean, who doesn't love when, you're, when your team just demolishes someone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, I, I agree. It was definitely a – it was a uh, well-fought fought game on both sides, and Chargers were able to squeak one out. This was the one where it's like, ah, that sucked to lose, but I enjoyed it. Like, the right. game. It was actually like – yeah, like, I'm still mad, but it was good. Right. Right. And let's move on to the Sixers. We got the Sixers. Um, how are we winning? Dude, we're decimated, man. Uh, Joel Embiid, COVID, Matisse, Coco, Tobias, Rona. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, uh, it's yeah, we're getting hit hard right now. Is every single player going to be on the COVID protocols? We'll see, but so far it's not good. 
Yeah. Had a feeling. Uh, Ben Simmons, don't know what's going on there, but uh, apparently he agreed to see one of the Sixers uh, mental health specialists. Don't know what that means for anyone. Do you have any insight on that, Chip? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he met with one after receiving fines that he, he, well, he didn't want to at first, but then he did. Um, and now there's a whole thing that, you know, they like can't do stuff to, unless it would spend Simmons consent or something. I, I don't know what's going on right now, but, um, apparently he's uncomfortable with the Sixers mental health doctor. Um, even though he did, you know, finally see them. So I don't know what that means. Uh, and apparently the Celtics are interested in him, but I don't know how relevant, I don't know how legitimate that is. So I, I would take Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons straight up. Don't even ask me any questions. I would do it. I, what do I lose here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I yeah, mean, exactly. I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know how legitimate. You know, that rumor is, but the Celtics haven't started off that great. The Sixers are playing really well, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for all we know, uh, Ben Simmons is probably going to be looking for another home in Philly. And, you know, if you are, you should probably look into our sponsor, June Homes. Are you looking for a new apartment in Philly? You need to know about June Homes. When you rent with June Homes, you can sign a flexible lease from one to 18 months. Rent a furnished or unfurnished place, and even rent by the bedroom or the entire apartment. Now open in Northern Liberties, rooms start at just $850 a month. Take a tour and start renting as soon as tomorrow at junehomes.com. Again, start renting as soon as tomorrow at junehomes.com. Got nothing left. What you say, Chippey? Do the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. All right, let's get in the huddle and talk some. Birds, baby. Go birds. Birds, go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. So, okay. Let's let's start with the calm the hell down, okay? If you hear some arrogant ass on Philly Sports Radio... Elliot Shore Parks blowing up Jalen Hurts. Joe, how do you it's say? his fault that he lost. That they Joe lost. Giglio, is that that? Giglio, yeah. Um, Giglio, whatever. They are legitimately paid to rile up the fan base, and you all fall for it every single week. And by you all, I mean whoever listens to them fall for it. Yep. It's like they want to. They do. I don't personally because I don't listen to them. Because I used to. And then I was like, man, you know, I leave that, like, I leave their, every single time they speak, I leave slightly more angry than I did before I listened. It makes it worse. It's like if you got a cut and just rub dirt in it. Imagine you, unfortunately, uh, fell on top of a large spike, right? And you're dying. So... Instead of trying to get the spike out and stopping the bleeding, you find another spike and push it in. Right. That's what listening to Elliot Shore Parks is like. Yeah. I think yeah. my analogy was less, uh, you know. Less graphic? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. But, I, I mean, seriously, you know, like, I get it. You know, he's a part of Philly sports media. It's, it's his job to kind of rile up the fan base. I get that. But this one was pretty egregious. It wasn't Jalen Hurts' fault they lost that game. It was very clearly the defense. Jonathan Gannon didn't adjust his scheme yet again. 
playing two playing two cornerbacks way too deep isn't going to win them games, especially against good quarterbacks. And if we're going to let quarterbacks like Derek Carr, who forgive me, isn't a Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, you have a 90% completion percentage against us. What the hell? Justin Herbert had an 84% completion percentage against us. Like what? So, so here's, here's the deal, right? Was it Jalen Hurts' fault? No. Was he perfect? No. No. But he's improving. Right. Exactly. We saw improvement, which is all we want. We're seeing. We want want wins. Sure. But if we see improvement, then you got to take that, too. Right. We knew this. We we say this a million times. We knew this year wasn't going to be the year. So what you do with that is every game you would try to improve. And the last two games, in my opinion, Jalen Hurts has done that. You know, too, and, now, and I think that goes off of more than just Jalen Hurts improving. I think it's Nick Sirianni adjusting to oh. help Jalen Hurts improve. The run game has tremendously alleviated pressure on this exactly. young quarterback. That's another thing. Nick Sirianni is finding his identity as, as the coach, and he's actually realizing that the running the ball is working. And I'm I'm so happy that, and I mentioned this earlier, that he continued to do it in this game. Like, even when they were down, they were still running the ball, which yeah. I thought was huge because it was working. It keeps the defenses on their toes. You know, if, if instead of just knowing, okay, a pass is coming, pass is coming, pass is coming, pass is coming. Yeah, you I get mean, a nice run up the middle for six yards. That's good. Right. It literally set up the Devontae Smith touchdown. Right. Like, that That play doesn't happen without them running the ball the, the, the previous, like, two or three times, I believe. So... Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad to see that Nick Sirianni is learning from what his mistakes. Finally, Jalen Hurts is improving, but it's you know it's still not great. There's there again. There's you know he, for, did, for he me, did miss some throws. For me, on top of the inaccuracy, he doesn't work the middle of the field at all, and it's, yeah. it's evident. He rarely touches the middle of the field. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's not confident. I don't know if he doesn't have the zip. Uh, but for me, if you're going to be a successful quarterback in this league, you have to be able to make pinpoint passes at any point at any given time. And for some reason, he's only able to go left or go right. And mostly is left. Yeah, I'm still seeing a lot of, um, you know, quick decisions. I'm still seeing a lot of him getting out of the pocket a little too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still seeing the inaccuracy. Um you know, because again, he did miss some throws, but then he made some good throws. So, right, like, see, the thing is, I want to criticize where criticisms do, and I don't want to blame an entire game on a quarterback who's it's his first season fully starting. And why are you even like, first off, why are you even blaming it on him? It was very clearly the defense. Any fan who actually gave gave a crap would see that. You don't have to be an X's and O's guy to see that the defense sucked. Yeah. So, um, but all in all, offensively, they, they were good. Um, the, the offensive line was fantastic, uh, especially when they, again, when they ran the yep. ball. Um, I don't think, I mean, Hertz, you know, I, I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head how many times he was sacked or if he was, uh, I'll try to fact, fact, fact check that for you. But, uh, in terms of the run game, they were, they were really, really good. Um, Devontae Smith had a really nice game, uh, as Dallas Goddard. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, as, as Ryan said, the, the biggest reason we lost was the defense. Um, it, it was just another case of the chargers getting whatever they wanted anytime they wanted. Um, it was just, you know, and it was, it was the same stuff over and over and over. Uh, Jalen Hurts was sacked one time, by the way. Um, and you know, Justin Herbert, like you said, through 84%, I mean, 84%, you can't, you can't let that happen. Um, I mean, Keenan Allen had 12 catches for over 100 yards. Uh, you know, I mean, I will say defensively for the most part of the game, they were doing a good job of containing the run, uh, except for that last play that pretty much iced the game. Um, and Austin Eckler looked dead for the most of the game, and then he yeah. had that one, what, 10 yard break? Yep. That, that, and that pretty of much course, it happened at the end. But, uh, but yeah, the passing game was brutal. It was just, I mean, they got, they got whatever they wanted. It was just, you know, guys wide open, 
uh, you know, 10 to 15 yards, sometimes even more. Uh, I mean, you can't let a quarterback go 32 or 38, you know, two touchdowns, wasn't set, wasn't touched, uh, didn't have a sack, 356 yards. I mean, he just got whatever he wanted. So let's talk about that. The defense. You know, we, we mentioned it in, I mentioned it in the intro at least. I don't know what your thoughts on the matter are, but if we're going to be playing Darius Slay and Steven Nelson way back there, and I'm talking like let's just prevent like a 50-yard pass from happening, and we have the linebacking core of a boulder and Alex Singleton, which is probably worse than the boulder, um, how does this work out for us? Well, that's the thing. Um, you know, Jonathan Gaddon's scheme relies on the linebackers a lot. I like Alex Singleton. That was mean. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, he's just, he, he can't cover, man. He, he's just not a good coverage linebacker. He, he, you know, I, I like the fact that they're always like, oh, he always makes the tackle. And I'm like, you know, that's true. Yeah, but after the reception, like, of 10 right. yards. <laughs> right. He always gives up the catch. So it's just, I mean, he's not good coverage. And that's, that's what we need him to do. Um, so, uh, I, I, you know, I do like, I mean, they, they cut Eric Wilson, which is fine because he was terrible too. Uh, but I'm, and I'm glad they're giving more playing time to Davion Taylor, uh, third round pick from last year, 2020. Um, but I mean, it, you, it's clear as day that we, that we desperately need a linebacker who can cover because <laughs> we don't have one. Uh, and especially when the defense relies so heavily on them to make plays. So, and you can't like, you can't force everything on your corners and defensive backs to make the plays for you. Um, you know, and then, you know, Darius Slay went out with injury. Uh, they had Zach McPherson come in for the rest of the game. So, you know, it's just, they, they rely so heavily on the guys that aren't equipped to do it. I, I mean, on top of it, it's just, I don't think it's the scheme that's so bad. It's just the way that the team is built. The yeah. scheme can't work. And you know, maybe the team is just making Jonathan Gannon look less intelligent than he is. I get it, but shouldn't he have adjusted, is my question, to what the team's strengths are? No? I mean, he, they got no pressure. And I think that's 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 really where his scheme is supposed Blacks. to You know, it's supposed to happen. Um, you know, if we get no pressure, the rest of the defense is just going to be cooked at that point. Uh, I mean, we saw it against Detroit, you know, Jared Goff was under pressure at almost every single play and just every play, Justin Herbert was getting the ball out like no problem. So, I mean, that, that's where the scheme, uh, yeah, but we're not playing Jared Goff every week. Right. Exactly. So you need pressure. Um, and if you continue to rush four guys and get nothing, you can't just continue to rush four guys and get nothing. You have to send blitzes, which he didn't do. So I mean, you know, if a guy is completing, I mean, there was one point where Herbert had like 11 or 12 straight completions. If a guy's just doing that every single drive, you got to send pressure after him. You can't just let him conti- to continue to do that. And he just didn't do it. He just continued to rush for, and he's like, yep, do the same thing. And it's, you know, like, again, it's the same thing The Ra- against the Raiders, against the Cowboys. They just ran the same defense, and it wasn't working, and there was no changes made. And that's why, that's why we lost. You know, see, I, I hate this part because when the offense looks like they have synergy and they're kind of starting to get a groove going, yeah. um, you know, offensively, I want to say everything is moving except for the wide receiver core with the exception of Devontae Smith. Um, who else really had an impact last game? Yeah, I mean, in terms of receivers, not really. I mean, you, you had, like you said, you had Devontae Smith, and then Dallas Goddard, and that was basically it. You know, it was just Quez Watkins, I thought, was going to have a bigger role this year. Um, Jalen Rager, to me, uh, look, he's not as bad as J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Let me start there. But he's nowhere <laughs> near as good as uh, the Eagles front office thought that he was. 
and even injured, I think that it might be time to uh, uh, just chalk up that L too. But they're not going to because they've held on to JJ this long. Jalen Rager will be here well by the time I'm 35. Which isn't too long, by the way. I'm kidding. Yeah, I know, uh, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be you'll be 32 when I'm 35. So, yeah, it's true. Still younger though. Anyway. Yeah, but still in their 30s. Uh, Miserable, old. Yeah, but you'll be there first. Anyway. That's true, but you'll still be there. So, Misery enjoys company. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm not. They're just not, you know, they're not getting regular involved. You know, same thing with Watkins. I mean, they're just not. It's either they're not getting open or, or Hertz isn't finding them or I don't know. But uh, right, uh, like now, right, now, right, right now, Jalen Hurts looks like a quarterback that a team could rally around, but I don't think he can actually, like, be the one that takes them to the promised land. Does that make sense? Yeah, at this moment, yeah. Like, there, there are quarterbacks that will win you games, and there are quarterbacks that are like, yeah, we can win with them. And I think at this current time, he's the latter. Yeah. But I got to see improvement consistently throughout the rest of the year for me to even say that still. Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, in terms of strength of schedule, we have the easiest one left in the NFL. So these are going to be big games for him. Um, These are going to be big games for him to show out. And we'll see what happens the rest of the way. It's the halfway season already. It's crazy to think about, but it is. And, I will uh, say, I have something to add about Jalen Hurts. Whoever taught him how to handle the media, oh, A plus, should legitimately be the best professor in the country at whatever them, communication and, school. Send, send them to Ben Simmons, Carson Wentz. Send send them to everyone. Everyone who wants the fans to rally behind them, just send them their way. Or hell, just yep. send Jalen Hurts their way. Yeah, I'm and, down. They should be calling Jalen Hurts sensei. Because... She, send Jalen Hurts wherever Ben Simmons is at. The dude has a black belt in verbal manipulation. And by oh, that, yeah. I mean, he knows what to say, when to say yep. it, how to say it, how to tell you to bleep off without actually telling you to bleep off. And it's terrific. I love it. And that's the reason why I will never talk. Like, how do I put it? I don't want the kid out of town. Yeah. Because, you know, as angry as I get sometimes with him, I'm like, oh, you know, this guy's really getting me angry. I hear his post-game presser. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'll give you another chance. I'm sorry, Chase. Yeah. I didn't mean to Very good at, um, you know, he's just a good leader, man. I mean, that's what it comes down to. He's a, he's a really good leader. Uh, you know, <sighs> I mean, he, he knows chip. how to uh, to his mistakes, and uh, someone else could learn from that in this city, couldn't they? I, I think that's true, and I think that the one thing that we have to consider as well, too, as much of a good leader as he could be, you know who else was a good leader? Josh McCown. Was he a good quarterback? He was okay. <laughs> well, I mean, here he wasn't good because he was 100 years old, but he was a damn good leader. True. So... Good leaders aren't always the best player, friend. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. So we'll see. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big next couple of weeks for Jalen Hurts. I mean, the rest of the season is gonna be big for him. So I, you know, I'm pulling for him, man. I really am. Uh, I want him to succeed. Um, and we'll see what happens. Well, is there anything to add to that one? Uh, cut J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Yeah, cut him now. Like, it, dude, there's no point. Cut Derek Barnett, too. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. That penalty machine. What is wrong no, with him? Dude, he loves – you know what it is? I think he loves the color yellow that he just needs to see it. Dude, okay. A- anyone who watched the game knows what penalty I'm talking about. But when you see Fletcher Cox and Josh Sweat – like pounding the ground, like, dude, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You know, he's just got, he's got to go. And if I were Nick Sirianni, I would have pushed to cut him already. 
He's not going to be back next year. Why isn't he cut? Because we have nobody else. Who cares? Who cares? Do we really think that we're a playoff team? I don't. Well, I mean, you don't, clearly. Does uh, Howie I mean, I, Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie really think that their their team is a playoff contender? I believe they do, yes. If they really do, they've been smoking way too much peyote. Probably have, honestly. You know, I, I said the craziest drug I could think of because that's the only thing that would make anyone believe that the Eagles are playoff contenders. I, I, have been makes- re- I Look, I have been off the rails the past two weeks. I have just been saying some really screwed up shit. <laughs> So, I mean, the, it would make sense if they they did that because it would, you know, it would explain all the draft picks that they made the last couple of years. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, oh, maybe that's the routine. Uh, they just get really baked and they watch a movie or something and they're like, oh, man, that guy's name sounds a lot like that character from that movie. And then Howie Roseman picks it. And then when he goes to the people who actually are scouts and they're like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? Uh, then he gets upset. And then he fires them. Right. And then he promotes his analytics cronies. And then Jeffrey Lurie promotes them even higher. <sighs> um, it's the circle of the eagles. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, man. I'm, the eagles have really got me messed up. <laughs> My head is... Fuck Sixers. Oh, boy. Do you really want me to? I'm, I'm on one, man. Yeah, are you okay? <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not. I, I just... Um, I, I don't know, because let, let me go on with this. Uh, the Sixers, you know, what, what I am sick and tired of, and, you know, I, I hope everyone's okay. I heard uh, Joel Embiid and Tobias <laughs> Harris are, are a little sick. I want them to be better as soon as possible. Uh, that's the one thing I will say. So feel feel better. Get well soon. We love you, Jojo. Toby, you're the homie. Then, um, so, is this team cursed? I mean. Is the first thing I like to say. And then, hey, Ben, you know that whole leadership spiel that we gave earlier? Yeah. You could probably learn something. Take notes. You know, listen. What's the deal? You won't you're not cooperating now. Like you don't want to see the team specialist. Like, okay. I get it. It's probably a legal thing, you know. It's like uh, if you get hurt on the job, they probably don't want you to see in the company doctor, but you gotta do it anyway. Uh but I mean it something just seems weird. You just be just be direct, I guess. And it, the thing I want to know, is the doctor saying anything to the team? Like, or is it just because they can't? I, I'm well, not I'm not a medical professional, doctor, so call me an idiot if you want. But Well, the doctor he was saying wasn't affiliated with the team. Okay. So anything Ben Simmons told him, he legally cannot say without Ben Simmons' consent. So Ben was so, not giving consent. Correct. So... But Ben did see the Sixers team doctor or the team, uh, whatever it's called. So because he got fined. But I don't know if he's going to continue to do that. So we'll see what happens. I mean, isn't that a little bit telling, though? You start getting fined again, so you come see the team doctor all of a sudden. Like, I, I just... I think whoever's in his corner is really doing him dirty. I just can't see anyone going out of their way this much on a four-year contract. Oh, man, he wants out. Yeah, I mean, good for him, but he signed a four-year deal. He's the one that screwed up. He just probably got it. Sometimes, as a man, look, I have had to take the L many times in my life. I've been put in my place before, even though I don't like to be. You got to pull up your big boy pants. Buckle them up and get back out there. Do it again. Some, some people don't have big boy pants. Chip. Some people 
Dude, he's a millionaire. If you're a millionaire without big boy pants, your name is Richie Rich. Have you ever seen that movie? He's a millionaire who got got fed on a silver platter. (sighs) I saw pictures of his Morristown mansion that's for sale, and like, kind of seems like the guy's kind kind of in love with himself a little bit. But you think? (laughs) Just just a little bit. I, mean, so, dude, I, wish I, I wish I had some of that self-esteem. There was a neon sign that said Simo the Savage in it. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> that is. That's what? That's his Twitch name. Is it actually? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, there's a point, too, that I wanted to ask you. Does Ben Simmons actually even love the game of basketball? Why are you asking me that? I have no idea. Look, I, I want to hear your opinion on the matter. I, I just – it seems like he can do everything else fine. But the, the one thing, too, I never ever see the guy doing is smiling. Am I crazy? Yeah, I mean, I just think he's not a smiley guy. I don't think he's ever been that way, though. Dude, that's weird. What? Some people just don't smile. I don't know. Dude. What? <laughs> Look, if you're not having you ever fun, like, smile. Have I seen who? Devonte Smith smile. My point. Uh, yeah, actually, I just saw a video of him joking around about using the massage gun, and someone asked, he's like, "Yeah, don't do that. That was a bruise." I did see and, that, and he got, yeah, he got like, a degree in something science. Exercise. They said, they said uh, they teach you that at Bama, or Bama teach you that. He's like, look, I graduated with a degree in exercise science. They taught me a little something. (laughs) I know a little something. It was funny. (laughs) All right. But no, that was that was very funny. But I I like that video. If you you didn't see that video, it's on Twitter somewhere. Just um, probably type in Devontae Smith exercise. It's on the Eagles Eagles Twitter, I think. Is it? Um, Or on their Instagram or something. Uh, Later. But uh, no, I've seen Ben Simmons smile. I've I, he's just he's not happy, so he's nothing to smile about. All right, so here goes what we do, right? We That's don't say do anything it. about him until this whole thing gets sorted out, or we. I mean, well, we can't because guess what? Uh, apparently, the Celtics are interested. Oh yeah, that's right. You know what I would do? Jalen Brown immediately. Just give yeah, me. I know you. Would. All right, but listen. I, first of all, I don't know how legitimate that rumor was because there was there was a report that they were interested, and there there was a report that that was a false false report. The report there never said Jalen Brown. Came. The report said that the Celtics inquired, and right. the only players that the Celtics could trade to acquire Ben Simmons are either Jason Tatum, who's not going anyway, Al Horford, who if he comes here again, I might die. A combination of Al Horford and Josh Richardson, which I don't think the Sixers are interested in. Or Jalen Brown. Well, the report said the Sixers started with Jalen Brown, and that they would only do a trade that involved around him. I mean, if so, I were the Sixers, I would do the same thing. Oh, all right. So, I mean, listen, I'm still, I'm still glad the Sixers aren't budging on their, you know, on their offer. I swear, Daryl Morey is dead set on saying, look, if you don't come back, I will just let you sit there for four years. Oh, yeah. And I will fine you for it. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like, no, the no. crazy part is the NBA is not going to do anything. No, they're not. They're going to sit so back and be like, mm, this is nuts. I'm not touching Sixers. this one. They're with Sixers, actually, for once. But, like, if there were one year left, the NBA would have said just trade them. But four years, if the NBA sided with the player, it would be too much. You know, like the teams need yeah. some leverage too. And the great balancer is the four-year mark. It's not like this is coming down to the wire where he's a free agent. You know, uh, right. I think that's the biggest thing. And I also think he doesn't get that he doesn't have that much sway in the league. No. For a three-time All-Star, no one wants him. Well, they want them. They just don't want. They want. They don't want them for the asking price. Yeah, but, uh, uh, dude, it, I I said it before. If he comes back even to the Sixers, and they don't even trade him, right? And he actually plays well, shoots the ball. Great. I'm down. I'm down for it. Yeah. 
I don't so. know. I mean, you spent but, a lot of last year defending Ben Simmons. So are you still going to be a Ben Simmons stand this year? Well, if he comes back, like you said, if he comes back and plays well, absolutely I will. So you'll defend him again, even if he does this the next year too? Uh, if he plays well, yes. Okay. All right. But we still could trade him. Who knows? I think it's going to come down to a team's going to get desperate, and they're they're going to pull the trigger. I think nothing matters in the end. Whether it gets traded or not, does it actually matter in the grand scheme of the Sixers' playoff hopes? Yes, it does actually. Well, they're eight and two right now, and they're missing ah. everyone. Right. They're well, starting a mini. They're starting a literal minivan right now. Oh yeah. Well, they're getting destroyed by the Knicks right now. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, there's nothing you can do there. But anyway, we have no one. Uh, I don't see. I don't. To be honest, why are they even playing? They have like eight people. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And they love to see us fail. <sighs> okay, other Sixers news. I, before, I before, at negativity. Before JoJo went on the uh, the health and safety protocols and tested positive for the Coco, uh, which we wish him a well and speedy recovery because we love him. He's the mayor. Toby, hope you're feeling better too. Uh, does Matisse have it? I don't know. He's in the protocol, but if he does, I love you. Hope you feel better. And who else is there? Isaiah Joe. Hope hope you're feeling better. Hope you're feeling better. Is he really? Yeah, he's in the protocol. I don't know if he has it, but he's in the protocol, so I'm just going to assume. We have nobody. We're decimated. I told you. Like, what, what, Paul Reed is going to play for 40 minutes tonight? (laughs) Danny Danny Green, wasn't he in the protocol, too? He just came back. No, he had a hamstring injury. Oh, he's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think he's actually back. Is he back tonight? Back tonight, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, they're eight and two right now, and I'm not really going to count this loss against anything because they, they have no. They should be nine and one because they should have beat Brooklyn. Should have, but they didn't. The, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're playing really, really well, man. Seth Curry's unreal. He don't miss. You know, uh, I, I love Tyrese Maxey as is, but he's really shown me a lot this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tyrese Max is definitely taking a step. Um, Seth Curry, I mean, again, I, I keep mentioning him, but he's he's unbelievable. Furkan Korkmaz is unreal, too. Furkan has just decided that he is, he is going to. All yeah, he's on. He's on one. Let's say it. Let's say it that way. He um, is on one. Niang's been a great signing so far. That's the minivan uh, I was speaking of. You know, Drummond's been been a great backup for Embiid. Oh, look, Andre Drummond is not terrible. Uh, his free throw percentage is, but that's it. Well, so, I mean, we we know somebody else who doesn't shoot free throws. But anyway, we're not going to go back into that. Um, oh, man. This has been a fun episode. I, I've been I'm wired. I'm in pain, physical and mental. Anyway, yeah, so I'm liking <laughs> the moves uh, Daryl Morey has made uh, this offseason. Like I said, Niang and Drummond have been really good signings. And Korkmaz, you know, you brought him back on a very, very – uh, good deal for the Sixers. He's been unbelievable. Uh, Seth Curry's getting better every year somehow. Yeah, um, that's the fleece of the century for Jay Rich. Yeah, Jay Rich, who's on the Celtics now. Um, you know, we haven't seen much of Toby because he's been in health safety protocols for most of the season. Um, you know, Embiid's been okay. I mean, he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been bad. He had a 30 uh, game. We haven't yesterday. needed him to be. I mean, we haven't needed him to be, you know, dominant for us in order for us to win because we've had so much, uh, you know, we've had other pieces just be so good. You know, we haven't really needed Embiid to be his dominant self, uh, which is fine. Um, Shake Milton's come back uh, and played pretty decently. Uh, I think they were like, you know, they were praising him on his defense. Um, And he's actually, you know, he's actually been pretty well scoring. Um, so, uh, you know, all in all, they're playing really well. And again, you can't really, you know, I know they're getting destroyed right now by the Knicks, but I mean, you know, we're absolutely decimated. So you can't really take this with a grain of, you know, you take it with a grain of salt. 
Um, but all in all, they've been really well and uh, playing really well. And just without their full full roster. You know, if uh, I was hoping that this game would be a lot closer, but they're they're so short staffed. I mean, yeah, I mean it's yeah, I mean they're. What, what are they going to do? You can't run the ship with no. I mean, they, you know, they they have to play. You know, they they have to start Danny, uh, not Danny, uh, Andre Drummond and Furkan. You know, you have to play Paul Reed. I mean, I love Paul Reed as much as the next guy, but you know. We're we're just so shorthanded. Uh, there, Compared to the really talent that we actually have, when fully right. healthy, you know. Right. Uh, so you know, as long as they can hang around, uh, I'm happy. But uh, it's gonna be a rough couple couple next games because uh, without Embiid, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be tough for us. Well, I think that's all we have for the Sixers so far. To be to be updated. Yeah. I have one final piece of news for you, Chip. Uh, well, actually, there's I do have to talk a little bit of Phillies, and I haven't really been watching the Flyers, so I don't want to be ignorant and try to talk about them, even though I haven't really been paying attention to them, because yeah. hockey fans would hate that more than me trying to actually talk about it when I don't know what I'm talking about this season. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really watched much either. I know Carter Hart's played pretty well um, so far. And again, I keep mentioning that he's probably the biggest thing in order for them to succeed. Uh, but Cam, Cam Atkinson's played really, really well. Um, their defense overall just looks better. And, uh, you know, their offense has been good this, this whole time. They're, they're still uh, up to par. Um, but I think all in all, they're playing, they're playing pretty well. So far, so good from what I hear. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to talk Phillies. Okay. Bryce Harper. Finalist for the MVP. Yep. And Zach Wheeler, finalist for the Cy Young. Yeah. Chances on each. Um, I would probably I would probably say Harper has a better chance of winning than Wheeler does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think um, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't think Wheeler's gonna win it. Um, you know, it, I think he led the at the end of the season. He kind of pitched. Yeah, I think he led the league in innings pitched. He might have even led the league in strikeouts, but the ERA, uh, I mean, the ERA was phenomenal, but uh, Corbin Burns, the Brewers, had like a 204 or something along those lines. I think Wheeler finished with like a 245. So, I mean, ERA you know, plays such a huge role in, in pitchers. So, you know, they always look at that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just think Bryce Harper has a better chance overall of uh, of winning that award instead of instead of uh, Zach winning the Cy Young. But who knows? Um, I really hope Bryce wins that, man. I really do. That'd be that'd be awesome. None of the finalists for the MVP had their team made the playoffs. That's true. Right. Yeah, that is true. And I think if I think if the Phillies did make the playoffs, it would be uh, Bryce Harper would be a show in. But the fact that nobody nobody made it, it's gonna make it a little bit more uh, a little bit more decisive. Well, there's one more piece of Phillies news that I think you'll be very happy with. They cut Andrew Knapp. Andrew Knapp is no longer on the team. You know, listen, man, we crap in the Phillies pretty much every time we we talk about them. Not pretty much. It, we do crap on them every time. Um. But they finally did it. They got rid of Satan himself. And are, are you, you know, equating are you equating Andrew Knapp to Satan or the Antichrist? Which which one? Both. Okay. Whatever's worse. Okay. So you know, listen, Andrew. I hate you. I wish you. you know, I wish you nothing but you know, success in your future endeavors, but don't ever come back to this city because you will not be missed. Um, you did nothing for this organization. And if you do come back, I won't watch the Phillies ever again. And I despise you with all my heart and soul. Um, again, I don't, I don't wish any ill will upon you, but I just don't like you as a human. Um, 
and the fact that you were on this team at all and uh, the fact that you were on this team for as long as you were was an absolute joke. Um, so you're gone. I'm happy. And um, that's it. That's all I'd say. <laughs> what did he do to you? <laughs> I can't even I can't even put into words. Uh, uh, by the way, he's making a beeline to the island, by the way. So just uh, we got to wait a little bit for that one. <laughs> just no, he's there. He's there. <laughs> I know you put him there. I, I got him on. the. I got him on first class straight beeline right there. Uh, does so he have a position there. or is he just a lowly laborer? No, he he. Uh, I don't know, man, he might be the new new president. Nah, he's not the new president. He's not the new pres. That's Chip. Yeah. All right, fine. How about the emperor? Oh, he's more like a secretary. He's a backup catcher. I mean, come on. Right. Who did nothing. Well, him and his boy Aaron Altair can talk to each other there. You know, I, I would argue that Andrew Knapp made the Phillies worse. Okay. Like if you just if you like, let, let's think about this. If you take Andrew Knapp off the team for as long as he was, if he just didn't exist, right, the Phillies would be better. Uh huh. I'm not going to argue you. I'm just going to let you go. Go ahead. I mean, what? Like, it took this long for them to realize that Andrew Knapp. Is the second coming of Satan? Uh, okay. And at he that point, here, he was here for a long while, right? It took him what, like five, six years, for them to be like, hmm, you know, maybe this guy Andrew Knapp is not good, and that he deserves to just not exist anymore in baseball no at all okay um so yeah i'm so glad you're gone and please don't ever come back like ever like even if we invite you to come back i don't know why we would like just to see a game don't because if you do come back you're just gonna, you're just gonna, you, you know, your 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 bad luck aroma is just gonna feed like, it's just it's not gonna be a good situation. So here's what you do, all right? You stay as far away from this city as possible, and just stay there forever. Got it. And just don't ever come back. Got okay? it. All right. Okay, and on that note, I think we've reached our destination for the day. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the uh, podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. You can find us on Anchor there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, we're probably there. If not, shoot us an email at the phlbandwagon at gmail.com, and we will answer you. We'll try to get on that platform. or you could also shoot us your questions, shoot us uh, any mail. We're happy to look into it for you, do some research for you, maybe debate the topic. We could do that. Uh, you could tell us to just debate each other on who has the worst sports takes. Right. And if you like your app, I'll tell you how wrong you are. Yeah, d- dude, just go right for it. Dudes or yeah. dudettes, you know, whatever. Doesn't really matter. Anyone? Bueller? Fry? Uh, so, yeah, we also have merch. Go to the WEG shop. You can find your TBW merchandise there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PHL Ryan Michaels on Twitter at PHL Chip Tiernan on Twitter for Chip at the PHL Bandwagon for our podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at the PHL Bandwagon. Instagram is probably never going to come. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, hey, one of these days. Yeah, sometime. Sometime in the future. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe not this year. And maybe not next year. But don't, you know, never say never. You know, Justin Bieber told me that. Yeah, yeah. 
So he he also taught me the word baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So did you know he's Canadian? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. Why I don't know, but I did know that. Yeah. Did you know that a lot of Canada is too cold to live? Well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's really up there, you know. Isn't that where you want Andrew Knapp to go? Or do you want him to go to San Francisco? Uh, no, he, I mean, he, the can the, he can go all the way to the North Pole. Yeah, but then he'd have Santa Claus, so. No, go to the South Pole. That's fine. And then he There's has the nothing. penguins. They're adorable. Um, go to the island. Uh, the island. The island. Yeah. Like where? Where's a place that there's nothing? Uh, where there's no happiness is called San Francisco. Bang, go there. Yeah, everything's too expensive for happiness. But don't play for the Giants. Just, just exist there. But even though I don't want you to, you know what? Just stop existing. Okay, we've reached our destination. <laughs> we'll see you at the next stop. Go birds. Thank there, there's a God, there's a God because Andrew Knapp is off this team. Go birds, I couldn't be happier. Whoever tweeted you that said they wish they left Andrew Knapp in the cornfield, I bet they're happy too. Shout out to you, shout out to that. I, guy. Hope, you're, I hope you're happy. Like, I, I hope probably living, find his at. I hope you're living a happy, fulfilled life. Uh, yeah. Honest to God, that brought me much joy unlike, when I saw that one. Unlike Andrew Knapp. <laughs> Go, Birds. <laughs> <laughs>